It's me. It's your man. It's your main man. It's old walls. I'm coming at you. I'm coming at you. Not live, but recorded live. Is that a thing? It can be a thing. I'm here. I'm back. Old walls house number 44. Bringing you the best I got. We're going to do a lot of fun things this episode, but before we get there, you know what we're doing? We're talking housekeeping. You guys know the deal. Rate, review, comment, subscribe, share, Tell friends, tell family members, tell a stranger on the street. So, fun show coming up. Going to talk the Packers. Going to talk the NFL, college football, the Flyers. A couple of fights to talk about from this past weekend. And then fights moving forward for uh, UFC and boxing. Got some predictions. Got to touch on a little baseball. We got my passing thoughts. I'll touch on the midterms ever so briefly there. Get a couple minutes of that from me. So, uh, yeah, what we're going to do here, we got 60 seconds with MJ to start us off because he's got a topic leading right into what I kind of what I want to talk about with the Packers. So we're going right from here, right to MJ, then right into my thoughts on the Packers. So let's do it. What's up, everybody? It's MJ. Uh, Wally, I got to say it, man. I, I apologize. Um, that's going to take up most of the minute here. Um I'll never deny your Green Bay Packers knowledge again, buddy. Um, for everyone who doesn't know, we normally NFL Sunday, we kind of throw out some picks of who we think is going to win and so on and so forth. Wally says Lions money line. Everyone kind of laughed at him. We're not going to do that. Sure enough, Lions beat the Packers. Um, I will give you some good news, though, Wally. I think the uh, Packers are at home versus the, my Cowboys next weekend. And I will say, if it was any other team, right, Lots of injuries. Gary's going to be out. Jones has an ankle thing. Packers look terrible. They haven't won in a while. Cowboys coming in off a bye. This is the type of game people will pick. So they, they were not, they're not going to be picking the Cowboys. So I think there's going to be some money on the Packers. Everybody have a good day. Oh, MJ, my friend. While there's plenty to agree about with you, there's a lot to disagree about with you in this one. There is zero, and I mean zero, chance this dog shit Packers team beats the Cowboys. The Cowboys, I believe, have opened up as five-point favorites coming to Lambeau. It's not enough. They'll win by a touchdown easy. There's just no fucking way. This team is so bad. They cannot score. Now. Let's address the uh, your apology to me. I appreciate the, your apology. I appreciate it, MJ. It takes, a, it takes a real man to admit when he was wrong. I know, because I have to admit I was wrong a lot. I'm wrong all the time. But yeah, the friend parlay. The friend parlay text got set from MJ Sunday morning. What do we like for the friends parlay in the group chat? I said Packers money line. I was laughed out of the chat. I always get told, oh, you're this pessimistic Packers fan, you always say they suck. I've been telling you guys. I've been... Oh, shit. Well, I'm also watching... Quick quick side note here. I'm also watching the Ravens at the Saints. I am up like four points. Maybe not. Maybe a little bit more. Like six points? No, I was up four points. 
in my fantasy game, the only guy the other guy had left was uh, Isaiah Likely for the Baltimore Ravens. They literally just score a touchdown as I'm going here. So now I've lost. I was up against Joe Mixon in that league. I scored 146 points and, I'm, and I've lost. Oh, God. Where was I? Friends parlay, I think? Yeah. And so I get laughed out of the chat, Sam Lyons. I had a feeling, man, the Packers have been so bad. They're on the road. Like, this is a game they should win. And these are the, they do this. They dump a game every year, no matter if they're good or not. Well, they dumped it all right. Yeah, I just, I don't, it, so the season's over. Like, it's done. They're three and six. It, it just ain't going to happen. They've lost five in a row. Five in a row? They were three and one. They were three and one. We had Big Cat Bill Gardner on here. And we were talking about coming out of this stretch. Three and one. So that at that point, it was the Giants in London, the Jets at home, at the Commanders. We're like, oh, that's that's three wins before they get to the before they get to the Bills. They were up twenty to ten. And against the Giants in London, it's just been all downhill since. Just unbelievable. Scoreless. Scoreless in the first half against the Lions. Didn't score a single point. Only scored nine in the entire game against the worst defense in the league statistically. In like every category. Every category. Check, peep these drives. The Packers, first and goal on the Lions' five-yard line, did not score a point. First and goal on the Lions' one-yard line. I will say, they got fucked there. Like, that was should have been on the inch line, and somehow it got moved back to the one. That was on the uh, the, the stretch, the, the long touchdown, the almost touchdown from Lazard. Lions' one-yard line, zero points. First and ten, Lions' 23, zero points. First and 10, Lions 14, three points. First and 10, Lions 17. You guys want to guess how many points they scored? Zero points. Then there were injuries galore. Dobbs, injury. Watson, injury. Rashawn Gary, injury, done for the season. Randall Cobb, already out. Bakhtiari was, like, swapping plays again. <sighs> Rodgers sucked. Three interception, two in the end zone. One, he threw right off a dude's helmet. The defense wasn't terrible, actually. I mean, they only gave up 15 points against the Lions offense. It's been pretty solid. I don't know, man. I mean, it's over. It's over. So, like, the Packers... Come Sundays, the Packers are going to be on the little TV and Red Zone's on the big TV. That's that's the point we've reached. It's over. Like, they can't run the table. Their next couple games are, pa are Cowboys, Titans, Eagles, Bears. The Bears, who apparently, they've decided to unlock Justin Fields. We'll get to that. So let's just look forward for the Packers. This year's going to happen. 
I don't know how this year happened. Devontae Adams, one guy off the offense, and then they lost to MVS too. One guy? One, one, two guys? It caused this? Caused just the total and utter collapse? <sighs> it doesn't make sense. Rodgers has regressed. I mean, you can tell he's just trying to go deep. They said there was like a, a little, you know, the Aaron Andrews preview. He's like, oh, Rodgers wants to throw himself out of this. I mean, I get, I get it, I guess. Shooters got to shoot, right? Will Rodgers come back? Should Rodgers come back? Should they just trade him in the offseason? Will Rodgers play the whole year? Or will he, you know, need to go down for thumb inj- some thumb, thumb surgery so, you know, they get it done early so he can be back and ready for next season? What about Matt LaFleur? Is he going to be on the hot seat? I like. I think these are all questions we got to take a look at. And I think there's a real possibility that maybe just blow it up. Trade everybody. Rodgers, gone. Bakhtiari, gone. Alexander, gone. Screw it. Jones, gone. He's six years in as a running back. Trade them all. Trade them all. Suck next year. And just start over. I don't know. Maybe that's where we're at. I I mean, unless there's some, you know, magical growth in this team at the end of the back half of the schedule, I, I, I don't know. I just don't know. Hmm. That's all I got for these Packers this week. They've beaten me. They've beaten me down. It's all over. The Packers season has been a disgrace. All right, let's head around the rest of the NFL. Let's head around the rest of the NFL. Life goes on. You know who life goes on for? Tom fucking Brady. That's who life goes on for. Tom Terrific. He said, Giselle... Get your ass to the curb. I got a season to save. I'm coming. I'm back. I'm Tom. I'm the greatest. I'm going to leave not one, but two game-winning drives in the same game. Scotty Miller be damned. Tom Brady. What a guy. 55th game-winning drive. Or there's 35, 40 seconds left. No timeouts. Surgical down the field to defeat the LA Rams. And the game he also throws for his 100,000th passing yard. What a what a guy Tom Brady is. Yeah, like I said, he did it twice. He threw Scotty Miller a great pass in the back of the end zone with about two minutes left. Could have been a blessing in disguise that the Rams didn't have a chance to come do it. Bucks D gets a great stop, holds the Rams to 13. But then they get a great stop to get the ball back. Just fantastic. Fantastically done. You know who else had a day? Joel Mixon. He had a day for himself. 55.1 fantasy points. 153 yards on the ground. Four TDs on the ground. Four catches. 58 touchdown. 58 yards and a touchdown receiving. It was the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eighth best fantasy 
performance ever. The best ever was Jamal Charles with 59.5 points in 2013. Tyreek Hill had 57.9 in 2020. Clinton Portis, 57.4 with 254 yards and five touchdowns. Alvin Kamara had uh, 562 in 2020. I think that was the on Christmas Day. Was that it's the fantasy football season over by then? I think it is. I think he I had just gotten my season done and he went nuts all like that. I was like, oh shit, be nice if he was doing that for me. Would have been nice if he was doing that for me. But hey, he didn't at the time. I don't know. I can't maybe he did. Maybe he did do it for me. Who knows? But yeah, Joe Mixon, great day. Big bounce back win, you know, kind of lost in the fact that he goes nuts, is it? It's really a hell of a bounce back win for the Bengals. You know, the Panthers aren't much, and they ended up benching P.J. Walker and bringing back Baker. But they needed a big win and a win to get them going after kind of that disappointing, you know, loss the week before. So big win for the Bengals. Who do they got next week? They are off next week. So a big win, then the bye. What do they come back with? Oh, Steelers. Steelers on Sunday night. So can kind of get themselves rolling again. Speaking of a team that seems to have gotten themselves rolling again. J-E-T-S. Jets. 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 Big win. Big win. The Buffalo Bills came to town. The Jets said, come get some. Come get some is what they said. After uh, kind of a disappointing loss to the Patriots last week, the Jets right back. Nobody. Nobody comes into the MetLife Stadium and pushes us around, the Jets said. Dolphins? Dolphins and Bears? What a game that was. Tua's still slinging it. Now Justin Fields? They're, they're let, the Bears are letting Justin Fields loose? They're letting him loose? Maybe he's okay. Like, maybe he's not bad. Can't wait for him to torch the fucking Packers. That'll happen. But yeah, maybe Justin Fields isn't terrible. Who knows? Maybe they just need to incorporate a little running into his game. Give him a chance to, to show off all his skills. Titans. The Titans took the Chiefs right to the edge last night. I made it till the end. I made it into overtime. I was in and out. I dozed off a couple times. I didn't see it completely uninterrupted. But I watched it. I watched all the game. I'm counting that as watching all the game. I thought the Chiefs were going to blow them out. Chiefs got out early, and then the Titans kind of hung around and hung around. And Derrick Henry said, just jump on my back. I'm going to take you as far as I can. Just wasn't quite far enough. Just wasn't quite far enough. I mean, every game I watch, I'm just like, this team's going to massacre the Packers. That's two weeks away on Thursday. Whew, that's not going to be fun. Vrabel's a hell of a coach, I think, by the way. Like, to get, he, he got a lot out of those guys. Speaking of coaches who stink, though, and teams who stink, let's go to this part. The Colts, they stink. They've decided their coach stinks, so they fired him. Who'd they hire? Another coach? One of the two coaches on their staff that had previous coaching experience? Nah, fuck it. Jeff Saturday, come on over from ESPN. I guess he's been consulting for for the the Colts for a while. He's you know was their center for a long time with Peyton. He's going to be the interim head coach. I I think I heard 
that they don't have a single person who's ever called plays in an NFL game in the coaching staff. So that's interesting. So oh, it's it's rolling right now. Uh, Frank Reich forty thirty three and one in four plus seasons with the Colts. Yeah, Jeff Saturday interim coach. I did see an article and it was like, hey, Jeff Saturday's maybe saving somebody from just being an interim coach who's in there takes some you know goes four and five to finish the year and then doesn't get another chance anyway. That was an interesting take. I don't even know where I saw it. But yeah, Jeff Saturday. Interesting, interesting uh, decision. Okay, other teams that stink. The Raiders. They were up 17-0. 17-0. Had a bet on them. They couldn't win. 17-0. Jesus. They were really feeding Devontae in the first half and they just went away from him. The Cardinals. The Cardinals are a dumpster fire. There's too much talent on that team for them to be as bad as they are. Just way too much. They stink. And I'm just going to point something out. Just going to point something out. They're 0-2 since the new Call of Duty came out. Just going to keep an eye on that. Just going to keep an eye on that. Uh, I think just kind of another note. Josh Allen. A little elbow injury. A little concerning. Little concerning for the Buffalo Bills. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, but a little concerning that he's got an elbow injury. I believe it's in his throwing arm, too. What do they got coming up? They got, oh, the Vikings. The Vikings are coming to town. That should be a fun game. Noon game. That's a fun game to be at noon in the for the NFL. Usually those get pushed to 3.30 or something. Then the Browns, then the Lions. Oh, that's Thanksgiving Day, Lions. So they just got to get there. They got the Vikings, the Browns, and the Lions. And if they can get through the Vikings with a win, maybe that uh, that elbow gets a little healed up. Uh, I think another, one last note, I think the uh, some NFL teams are pushing to have the trade deadline pushed back. Oh, that's going to be pass interference, no? It did not appear. Yeah, but the NFL, uh, some teams are getting the, uh, trying to push for the trade line to be pushed back to weeks 10, to somewhere between 10 to 12. I think that's a great idea. <clears throat> trade deadline has always felt like it comes so early in the NFL. Like, it's tough to know, it's tough to know where you're at. Like, if the, the trade deadline was after week 10 for the Packers, or shit, even 11, and they lose two more games, like, you can know you need to be sellers. And you can find out if you're really a buyer. So I think it's a good idea. Okay, yep. We, uh, like I said, I'm watching. I've got the uh, the uh, the Ravens and the Saints game on right now. I need, I needed about 14 points at the start of the night from Alvin Kamara. He's got two and a half right now. Uh, not a full point PPR here, so just two and a half. He hasn't been on the field much, and it's already into the second quarter. That's the problem. The Saints haven't been able to stay on the field. So we'll have a uh, Monday night football recap, and I'll let you know if he can score. Uh, what's he need now? I need 11, not quite, not even 11 points, like 10.06 points. 10.09 points. 10.09 points to, to pull out the victory. Well, Monday night football literally could not have went worse for me. Could not have went worse. Isaiah Likely, as you heard me say earlier, catches one touchdown pass 
and sinks me in one fantasy football league. And then uh, uh, just a pitiful display from the Saints in a 27-13 loss. And they give they get just nothing. Nothing for my man Kamara. What do you get? Let's look at his game log. He only got me eight points. Nine, nine rushing attempts for 30 yards. Three receptions for 32 yards. No touchdowns. So I lose that game by what, five points. And then I lose my other game by four points. Isaiah likely. I mean, come on. Come on. And Tyreek Hill didn't do enough in my other league to give me a give me a, a boost in that one. Were they even giving him points last night? At one point he was not he only got one point one points. But I saw him throw it, catch it, run it. So Yeah, and the Saints. So much for that uh that offense scoring some points with the Red Rocket. They had been scoring some points though. And then it just fell apart for him here against uh, a decent team apparently. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's easy to score 40, 24 against the Raiders, 34 against the Cardinals, 26 against the Bengals, 39 against the, the Seahawks. Man, they really had been scoring, too. All of October, they were scoring points, but not, not against the Ravens. The Ravens, 6-3, first in the AFC North now. So do a quick standings check. Do a quick Let's do a quick standings check here while I got you before we let us out. Man, AFC East. Bills six and two, Jets and Dolphins six and three, Patriots five and four. That's a tough, tough division. AFC North, that's a two horse race. That's Bengals and and Ravens six and three for the Ravens, five and four for the Bengals. AFC South, that's the Titans to lose. They're five and three. Nobody else is better than three, five and one. AFC West, two horse out there, Chiefs and Chargers over in the NFC. The the, the NFC East, like we said, is is tough as hell. Eagles are still the only undefeated team. A couple of six and two teams in the Giants. That's they're going to get three teams in the playoffs. NFC North is dog shit. Just the Vikings at seven and one, three and six Bears and Packers. Uh, NFC South nobody over five hundred. Buccaneers and Falcons uh, two best records at four and five, and then NFC West Seahawks six and three, Niners creeping around at four and four. They're, they're on a bye this week. so And, yeah, the only other thing we're going to add, we're going to toss the uh, NCAA basketball in here. North Carolina, they get their win. Not uh, not the prettiest. Not the prettiest win against UNC Wilmington. 69, nice. 56 win over UNC Wilmington. But uh, balanced scoring from the heels. I mean, they got their scoring right from where you think they'd get it from. R.J. Davis, Caleb Love, and Armando Baycott. Armando Baycott looked like he actually had some post move this year, which was good to see instead of just doing it all by brute force. So, well, that's all I got for you for the Monday Night Football wrap-up. Flyers update. Okay, okay. It was was not the best week. It was not the worst week, though. It was looking like it could be the worst week after dropping a heartbreaker. Heartbreaker Tuesday night to the Rangers. Man, talk about a game that really had you on the edge of your seat. Uh, watch this one start to finish. And then the Rangers. They got us in overtime. Under a minute left in overtime. The only goal of the game is scored. Sends the Flyers home sad. They did not go home, though, because they were they were on the road all week. But, yeah, tough, uh, tough loss. The game, they were right there. 
and just couldn't figure it out, couldn't get the the you know the puck in the net, as has been the case this year and is the issue for the Flyers. No goals, obviously. 0-0 tie heads OT. So one point, one point out of that. Uh, a tough, uh, just a tough one. Uh, the next night was tougher. 5-2, Maple Leafs just put it to the Flyers. Just ugly, ugliness. It was one of those games where you kind of stop and you're like, oh, I don't know how much I want to like watch, watch this. Like I've got it on, I'm watching, but like every time you look over, it's it's just, uh, it's getting worse. Like it's not getting any better. And, you know, it was, I think they even scored first in that game, if I remember correctly. And it was one of the first times, yeah, they scored first. Joel Farabee scored like seven minutes into the game. It's only the second time they scored first all year, I believe. Those were quickly answered. I'm sorry, 13 minutes in the game. Those were answered pretty quickly with two goals by the Maple Leafs to end the, the first period. And then they got another one early in the third and then two more at the end just to, to make it you know a runaway. Oh, and Tippett scored the, scored the other goal for the Flyers. But, hey, they bounced back. They got a win. They got two points and a win over the Ottawa Senators. Claude Giroux, former captain of the Flyers, playing the Flyers for the first time. He has a milestone night, scored his 300th goal, and has now scored on every team in the NHL. But alas, it was not enough for him. It was not enough. Hayes and McEwen, they find, they find the net for us. Kevin Hayes first, Zach McEwen, then in the second, late in the second, and hold on for the win. So, you know, a road trip. End up with three points in three games. Not the worst outcome. Not the worst outcome. Got to stay around. Got to hang around. Tomorrow night, Tuesday night, Flyers and the Blues in Philly. Their only road game next week of four games. Head to Columbus to the Blue Jackets, and they've got the Senators again Saturday. And then Sunday, they host the Dallas Stars. couple of noon starts, or it would be one. Or what, is this noon? Yeah, noon starts. Noon Central. One Eastern for the Flyers on the Saturday-Sunday slate. Looking forward to some daytime hockey. Love me some daytime sports just in general. And I'm just, you know, you know, maybe, hey, maybe we can find a little run. Find a little mojo here. So, you know, like I said, not the worst week. See if we can, you know, if there's, if there's five or six points out there this coming week. Hey, maybe that'd be cool. Maybe that'd be cool. Not baking on it, but let's, you know, we can, a man can dream. College football time. Let's start with Clarkie's Corner. We're going to wrap up from last week. Last week, pair of two and twos. Clarkie's Corner, we start with Purdue minus four and a half versus Iowa. I think my comments last night, last week were, Iowa fucking sucks, so I'm all over Purdue. Iowa beat Purdue 24 to three. So, good call there. I rode with Clarkie on that one. That's a loss for us. We go Ohio State. Clarkie went with Ohio State minus 37.5 against his Northwestern Wildcats. I took Northwestern in the 37.5. I do want to give Clarkie some credit. At some point in his, his uh, throughout his week, by the time it got to Saturday, he placed a rather large wager on Northwestern, so he kind of flip-flopped. He still doesn't get credit for that here in his picks for Old Walls House, but he did flip-flop on his own and uh, made a made a nice chunk of change, I believe, off the uh, Northwestern Wildcats. 
I rolled with him on Kentucky. They win 21-17, cover their two and a half that they were laying. And then I said I had a feeling about Tulsa, and that feeling was not a good feel, not a correct feeling. They go down 27-13, do not cover their seven and a half. So two and two for each of us that week. Clarkie goes to 22-21 and one. Old Walls, 25-18 and one. This week, the problem is I, I I think I like all of his picks. I'm gonna take. One, I think I'm just gonna do one. I'm gonna do one. I'm gonna take one against the you know against them. Just just to make it interesting. He's got LSU minus three versus Arkansas. LSU seems to have found some sort of you know some sort of mojo. So uh, gonna roll with that. Oklahoma State. I'm a man. I'm forty. I ain't betting against Mike Gundy plus one against Iowa State. Give me OK State. And then Washington plus 13 and a half against Oregon. That seems like a lot. What don't I know about Washington? Is there something I need to know about Washington? Let's look here. Bear with me while we look to see what we need to know about Washington. I don't know if we know anything. If they beat Oregon State last week. Seven and two. Okay. Any other good wins? Uh, lost to Arizona State. Other than that, and then UCLA. Stanford? Yeah, I'll roll with it. Give me the 13 and a half. I'll take the points. And then here's the only one I'm going to disagree. Just like I said, I got to disagree with one. Might as well do this one. I'm going to take, he likes Florida State minus six and a half playing Syracuse. I'll take the points. Give me cues. It's probably a questionable call. With the way the Cuse has been, you know, kind of reeling. But, you know, screw it. I'll take it. See if uh, see if the Cuse can keep this one. Just got to keep it close, right? Don't got to win. Good teams win, but great teams cover. It's at home. Night game in Syracuse. Night game in the Dome. Give me Syracuse. We'll take those. Moving forward. A little recap. Uh, Penn State took care of business against Indiana. I did not watch a whole lot of that game. That game was on at the same time as Georgia and Tennessee. We'll get to that one. Ohio State struggled a little bit with Northwestern. The conditions were insane. Wind was blowing uh, Mach 10, it felt like, and looked like. TCU, they keep rolling. They move up to number four. Number four in the in the AP Top 25. Where are the, uh, the playoff, the college playoff? standings they come out it's they should be out no it's not tuesday i'm an idiot so they don't yeah they're not out but tcu is up to four in the ap so very interesting very interesting kind of disrespected gotta imagine yeah top four in the ap should this should how be how the uh the playoff boils out to georgia number one ohio state two michigan three tcu four they are all the only undefeated teams left. They got to be one, two, three, four. So TCU still rolling that playoff. I mean, they'll they'll never do it because Ohio State and Michigan are gonna have a loss. But that would be cool to see Ohio State and Michigan play again. So I'd like that. That'd be fun see them play like twice in a matter of like. Well, it'd be like a month. It's like a month because you know we gotta wait fucking forever. But yeah, Tennessee at five, Oregon, Oregon hanging around at six. LSU, like I said, LSU all the way up to seven at seven and two. After kind of a slow start to the year and everybody picking on Brian Kelly. Penn State, seven and two on the year. They uh, you know, not a whole lot left on the schedule for Penn State. 
they should be able to uh they should be able to you know keep things figured out moving forward what do they got this week maryland they host maryland this week what else they got just to just the rest of the year uh, maryland rutgers and michigan state i mean that's those are three winnable games the only away game is at rutgers that should be a 10 and 2 season you know just just not good enough to to beat ohio state and michigan like usual but you know maybe you know maybe with the expanded playoffs you're you're 10 and 2 you give yourself a chance in what are they doing 12 teams they're 14th right now you know just got to get up two more spots. I mean, granted, it's the AP poll, but you just got to get up two more spots. So you never know. Uh, like I said, where else were we? What do we? Oh yeah, Cuse. Cuse loses three in a row. They haven't. They've been struggling since they gave up the lead against Clemson. And then Georgia, the game of the week. You know, the big game of the week heading in. Georgia and Tennessee. You know, one and two, one and three. Both one team was one in the AP. One team was one in the coaches poll. You know, best matchup of the year, and I've been saying it all year. I've been saying there aren't enough points you can give for Georgia, and there just aren't. They are better. They're just better than everybody else, it seems. It just doesn't seem like there's a team with them. They get out early. I think they go up, what, 2014? And I got to pull up the box score here. But they get out early against Tennessee, and they just hold on. Like, they just do what they're supposed to because they're just that good. 24-6 to in the first half. Then it becomes 27-6, to and Tennessee scores a late touchdown. They scored one, yeah, four minutes left in the, in the in four minutes into the fourth. So, yeah, Georgia just looked – I watched a lot of that game. Georgia just looked like a different – they're on a different level. I've been saying it all year. And you want to fucking know something. Georgia – was getting no love from the betters. Bet MGM had eighty at Bet MGM eighty seven percent of the bets were on Tennessee at plus eight. I mean, who do we really think was going to win that game? Eighty seven percent of the bets on Tennessee. There was no chance they were winning that game. Not one. Looking forward next week, Alabama Ole Miss is a good matchup. TCU in Texas. Other than that, I don't think there's many other ranked matchups. There is USC plays a Friday night game. That'll be nice to have something. Ohio State's Indiana. LSU heads to Arkansas. We talked about that one. Nebraska is going to go get thumped by Michigan. Alabama, Ole Miss. Yep. What else we got? TCU and Texas. Texas horns up, man. They took down K-State this week. North Carolina Wake Forest is a, a ranked matchup, probably. So yeah, uh, some decent stuff. Um, we'll uh, you know a couple. I think some of the better games are in the last couple weeks here for the college. So that's what I got for college this week. So let's keep moving for probably the last time until like July of next year. We're gonna talk some baseball. You never know; something could come up. I'll probably mention it when baseball starts next year. But you know. We're going to talk about it for the last time for a while, probably. I don't know. Maybe big for you to say. We're just going to keep hedging my bets here. I'm going to keep making a statement. I'm going to hedge my bet right afterwards. The Houston Cheating Astros are the World Series champions. Saturday night, they finished it off for a 4-2 series victory over the Philadelphia Phillies. 
the Phillies, you know, Cinderella run comes to an end. And uh, holy shit, though. Wednesday night, Wednesday night, I, I thought the Phillies were a team of destiny. They were just hitting ball after ball out of the park. I think they hit five home runs. Five home runs in game three. First game back in Philly. Crowd's going nuts. They're just hitting dingers. And it, it, they did. They just looked like a team of destiny, man. I don't know what else to say. I was like, they wrapped it up. That was it right there. Wasn't to be. Wasn't to be for the Phillies. Unfortunately. So. <sighs> the Astros. That's the, that's the bummer. It's I'm not even that bummed out about it, the Phillies not winning. It's just the Astros winning again. Like, come on. We don't want that. That's not what we want. No. All right. As I said, we'll talk more baseball again down the road in the future. Will I be a baseball fan in 2023? Never know. Never know. It's all up to the Cleveland Guardians now. They, they're going to decide my fate. So, till the next time we talk baseball. Fight game time. Let's start with some recaps. Dimitri Bivol with a just pure class, dominating, unanimous decision win over Gilberto Zerdo Ramirez. I believe they were over in the United Arab Emirates Saturday afternoon. And I, I watched like the first half of the fight Saturday afternoon and then watched the whole thing over Sunday. Just, uh, there's not a whole lot to say about it. Just, it was, it was a great performance from Bivol. Maybe not great. Just a very good performance from Bivol. He got it done. He looked commanding in the ring. He looked dominating. He just looked like he knew what he was doing the whole time. He was always in, always in command. He looked really good. I just don't know what more to say. He's just a better fighter than Gilberto Ramirez, even though Ramirez is probably closer to a, a cruiserweight, and and Bivol has said he could make 168 pretty easily. So just a great performance. Again, great's probably pushing it. Just a very good performance. Did exactly what he needed to do and just did his job. That like That's all he did. He did his job. And sometimes doing your job makes you look really damn good. And it made him look really damn good. So, what's next? I don't think he's getting Better BF next. Like, I just don't think that's happening. Better BF has a fight pretty much lined up in early 2023. His mandatory. I think he's going to London to face somebody. He'll fucking smoke him. Then he's he's a, a very devout Muslim, so Ramadan, so he's done for that. So, Bevel might as well go get that Canelo money in early 2023. And then let's make the, the better BF Bevel fight for the end of 2023 if they both come out unscathed, uninjured, and with some wins. And from the Bevel I saw as he roughed up, you know, not roughed up, but just kind of dominated a 200-pounder, I don't think Canelo should... I, I don't think it's the right move for Canelo. I, I don't know what he gets out of it. Like, I mean, I know what he gets out of it. He goes up, he beats the 175er. Gets a legit win at 175. Nothing wrong with the Kovalev win, but he's going to have people be like, oh, Kovalev was washed. He was, but I mean, still, it was a, it, it was a commanding dom knockout. But I don't think it's the right fight for him. I think Dimitri Bivol, he's all wrong for us, baby. You know, Rocky Till, Duke saying, he's all wrong for us, baby. And I just do. I think he's all wrong for him. The same way 
Gennady Golovkin was all wrong for him in their first fight. This is just the younger, bigger version of Gennady Golovkin. He's just, it's not a good matchup for Canelo. He should just dominate somebody at 68. So, other boxing news. Speaking of 168, Caleb Plant and David Benavidez are scheduled to fight each other in, I think, January of 2023. Hell yes, that's a good fight. That is a good damn fight. No belts on the line because Canelo's got every belt in the division. But that's a great fight. Those are two younger, acclaimed fighters, and they're fighting each other without ducking and diving and doing it six years too late. Good for those guys. Okay, looking forward this weekend, UFC 281. You've heard me talk about this one a couple times. This has got maybe the fight I'm looking forward to more than any fight for the rest of the year. Boxing or UFC. Or UFC. Dustin Poirier and Michael Chandler on the undercard at UFC 281 should just be an absolute banger of a fight. Michael Chandler is high energy, high output. I think the dude's fucking awesome. My favorite UFC fighter. Dustin Poirier also brings energy and output. This fight should be a banger. Just right from the start, if it goes all three rounds... It would. It wouldn't. It doesn't shock me at all that this wouldn't go all three rounds. If it goes all three rounds, I'd be a little surprised. Elsewhere on the card, the main event: Israel Adesanya, Stylebender, going up against Alex Pereira. Pereira is actually two and zero against Adesanya. Kickboxing: two wins against him in kickboxing. He won by a decision once, and he knocked him out another time. A left hook. Wikipedia tells me. It tells me, although this kickboxing resume is incomplete, it tells me that was his last loss in 2017. March of 2017. So he was fighting both kickboxing and UFC at the same time. How about that? Very interesting. Yeah, he was fighting kickboxing up until 2017 when he lost to Pereira by knockout. In 2017, he fought later that year a couple of times. And uh, one of them was AFC. And then made his UFC debut in February of 2018. So, huh, very interesting. I'm, I'm not that interested in his fights, though, to be honest. Like, they're kind of boring because he's such a good striker. He just kind of does it at distance, so... Uh, Dan Hooker, Frankie Edgar also on the card. Hooker to face. Here we go. Old Wallace mispronounces names. Claudio Pules. Edgar fights Chris Gutierrez, Poyer and Chandler. And the Coleman, Carla Esparza versus Weili Zhang. And like I said, the, the main event is Real Sani and Alex Pereira. My brother's picks. He likes Claudio Pelliers, Chris Gutierrez, Dustin Poirier. Wei Zhang and Israel Adesanya. Uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go just that. I'm gonna go ev- absolutely almost absolutely different then. I'm taking Dan Hooker, Frankie Edgar, Michael Chandler, Carla Esparza, and I'll still stay with Izzy at the top. Well, come back next week to find out how I did. 
So let's do some passing thoughts and uh, and take this thing home. As some of you are listening to this to on Tuesday, on Tuesday, there may be, uh, you know, you may be watching some election results. You may be just reading about people going to the polls, hearing about people going to the polls. The midterms are upon us. The 2022 midterms. I enjoy watching election news. I find it interesting. I enjoy the breakdowns. There's going to be a couple of tight races here in the uh, in the Senate and governors. You know, a couple of really close races in Pennsylvania, Arizona, Georgia, Nevada, New Hampshire, Wisconsin, North Carolina, all for the Senate races. Governors in Wisconsin, Nevada, Arizona, Oregon, even Michigan. I see is tightening. I or Oklahoma kind of not super far away either by the looks of it. The House as well as some some races I believe that are due to be pretty tight. New Hampshire, Connecticut, New York. Obviously, I don't know all the districts here. It's you know New Hampshire first, Connecticut fifth, New York. 20. I I'm not that. I can't. I can't get that deep into it. But I enjoy it. I love watching the results, and I can't tell you how. Fucking happy I'll be when it's over. So I stop getting texts. I stop getting mail. I stop getting emails. I cannot stand the amount of mail I have been getting in my mailbox. It's just piles upon piles upon piles. Piles upon piles. One thing to know, historically, the first midterm of any president, the opposing party has a great a great night. There's always a there's like more often than not a big sweep. I believe it happened in 2018, happened in 2010. I believe it happened a little I believe it I don't think it happened as much in 2002. I could look, but I don't know. Just I think that was a little different. Happened really big in 94, Bill Clinton's first year. So when everybody tells you, you know, that the, you know, the end of the world, just remember, it always happens. Projections do look pretty good for the Republicans. It'll be interesting to see. It's hard. I don't know how you try. I don't know if the polls, who who does these polls? Like, I'm ignoring these texts. So I'm always interested, like, what does the polling actually mean? So be interesting. Be interesting. But here's what, here, here's what I'm going to say. Well, 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 you won't know fucking Wednesday because apparently they're already setting it up that this shit's going to take fucking like weeks, which blows my mind. Just fucking count the shit. We've always counted the shit before. Like, it's 2022 and we can't fucking tally mark fucking votes. Get the shit fucking counted. But whatever the outcome may be, Get up the next day, take a fucking shower, get dressed, go to work, go out and do something productive in the world. Your life and everybody else's life will be fucking better off. And remember, you don't have to be offended at everything that can offend you. You don't have to. Moving on from the political realm, Five Guys Burgers, still delicious, but holy shit are they expensive now. 21 bucks for a burger, drink, and fries. $21. Holy shit balls. I was blown away. Blown away. 21 bucks. I mean, it was good. Don't get me wrong. It was good. But it was expensive. 
Other food things. It's chili season, man. Ooh, I like me some chili season. I do like... The roommate makes a great chili. The only problem is she, it make, whatever the recipe is, it makes so much that I have to eat it for like a week straight for like lunch and dinner the entire time. So by the... I say it, I like that it's chili season. She made chili last night. Shit, by Friday, I'd be like, I don't need to eat chili again for a year. Oh, gosh. Uh, oh, quick note, quick note. NCAA basketball kicking off. We got one screen on the uh, Monday night football game and then one screen on the Tar Heels. They got a close-up of Peter Nance. Pete, no, Pete Nance. He just goes by Pete, I guess. He's uh, taking the floor for Carolina for the first time here. The transfer. See if he can fill a role. They bring four other starters back. UNC Williamson tonight. I got a hot take for you guys. Changing the clocks is fine. It's a weird practice, but it's fine. I want my days to go, I want the sun to go, you know, sunlight to be later into the day in the summer. And I'm not upset that the sun in the winter after we change clocks back comes up before 7.30 or 8 o'clock. Like, it's okay. We don't need to end it. And if, because I think the problem is that when people are like, oh, we should end daylight saving, they forget that we're going to be sacrificing an hour of sunlight at the end of the day in summer. I don't know about you guys, but I don't want it getting dark at 8 o'clock in summer. And that's what it would do. They wouldn't change it the other way. Because I don't think they want it to be getting light at 8 a.m. everywhere in the country for all of winter. So, hot take. Hot take. I'm okay with the clocks being changed. I'm okay with it. Watch Top Gun Maverick again Friday night. Movie still flaps. Just, you know, just, just, just informing you. I had this thought. was watching, watching, you know, some TV. And they're like advertising for a TV show coming back. And the thought of, you know, TV shows running... Six to ten, you know, some of these shows, I think, like, Grey's Anatomy's, like, and you're, like, you're 18 or 20 or some shit. Like, that's incredible, like, that you just keep going. And there's just more to it. I don't know. I just I just found it really incredible. Maybe nobody else will, but I just found it wild. It just blows my mind. Speaking of things that's been going on for a long time, wrestling. Wrestling. Logan Paul. I wrote Jake Paul, and I realized how it's Logan Paul. I'm going to cross it out. Logan Paul and Roman Reigns. They had a wrestling match. Jake Paul was there. But Logan Paul, that dude's got it. He's got it in the wrestling ring. What a match. It was a ton of fun. They had to do some screwy shit. But, uh, and you know, Logan Paul, I think, did the frog splash like three or four times. But, hey, you know, if you got to go to the well, you got to go to the well. The spot where he did it off the turnbuckle out to the announce table that was a great spot. Holding the cell phone. What a what a cool spot. That was a fun match. And then he tore his ACL on it at some point. So now he can't wrestle again for like a year. Which is really too bad. Because like I said, he seemed like a, a natural at it. Quick update. North Carolina's down 4 nothing and just got an offensive foul. And UNC Wellington's going to get the ball back. This is your consensus preseason number one. Oh, yeah, the forearm right to the face, Mr. Nance. Not acceptable. 
heard some Chris Cagle on the radio the other day. It was What Kind of Gone was on. What a great song. Chris Cagle has three bangers. What Kind of Gone, Laredo, and Chick Stiggin. Just three absolute hammers. Saw this meme and enjoyed this meme. I think this is the only meme thing I got for you guys this week. Let me find it. You know me, losing my losing my memes and pictures. Here we go. Instagram. It's like a recap of what you do on each one. Instagram. Here are my adventures. Facebook. Here are my kids. LinkedIn. Here is my job. Twitter. Here is my untreated mental illness. I love that. So true. Oh God, there's so much mental illness to go around on Twitter. You find mine there, too. I've got a mental illness of rooting for the Green Bay Packers and watching fucking boxing. If that ain't mental illness, I don't know what it is. And, well, let's wrap it up with this. I went to a concert this weekend. Saw the Goo Goo Dolls. They still got it. They're old asses. They're, like, 58. I wanted to kind of... They were nearby. I wanted to see them, you know, kind of one last time while I had the chance just in case they, you know, stopped touring. But they were good, man. They knew... They knew the they knew the deal. They came out. They started, you know. They started the show with some hits. Threw in a couple deep cuts. Long way down and naked. You know, go with all their other hits. They they went early. There was like slide. Here is gone. Black balloon. Like they gave us the hits, man. And then they kind of did a middle stretch. Mixed a couple of you know smaller, smaller hits in there. Did some stuff off their new album. And then they brought it home with the hammers. You know. They they knew what they were doing. It was well it was a well done show. Great performance. You know, at the end you get name, Iris, Broadway. It you know, great show. I had a great time. I did learn though, you know, I got home at like 1 a.m. I'm a fucking homebody anymore. Like me being out after eleven o'clock is wild. It just doesn't happen much. I enjoy being at my home. But yeah, great, great time. Enjoyed the hell out of the concert. So that's all I got for you guys this week, so let's go wrap this thing up. Okay, closing time. Let's open all the doors and let all you people back out into the world. As always, thank you guys so much. I forgot to thank you guys at the top of the show, I think. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate you guys. I appreciate all the support. Thanks for coming and, and hanging out and listening every week. It's it's very much appreciated. I, I don't know how to say thank you enough. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Thanks to MJ for always contributing 60 seconds. I think he's been here in like 35 plus episodes. So thanks thanks for your contributions the whole way here. So we'll be back next week as always. More NFL football to cover. Guys, Thanksgiving's creeping up on us. Can't wait for some of that food. Having some of my first Thanksgiving dinners this coming weekend. Excited. So looking forward to, to good times ahead. And I'll be here to bring them all to you. So until next week. Hoping to have a first-time guest next week. Working on some scheduling. Hopefully we can get it done. First-time new interesting guest. I think you guys might like it. So, till then, guys. Peace.